You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, so it's Danny, and today I'm actually pleased to announce that I have my first international guest. Today I'm joined by internet dom Alana, who's going to fill us all in about sex work in Australia and online. Thanks for joining me, Alana. Hey, Danny. Thank you so much for having me. So how long have you been in sex work for? Um, I'd say probably nine years so far, on and off. Okay, and how did you originally get into it? Um, so I was in college. That was back in Canada. And I just went traveling and just really wanted to do it again. And the thing is, when I saved that money to go traveling, I was still living with my parents. But then um, at that stage, I was back in college, um, I had to buy my apartment and everything. And I was like, no, there's no way I can afford a trip overseas, um, being in college with all my expenses and having like a you know, minimum wage job. And I had a couple of friends that were stripping. So I decided to give it a go. And here we are now, nine years later. I feel like that's always how it is. Like the like first slut gets all the other sluts together and is like, join me on the dark side. Um, yeah, exactly. And, my- and then you're like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it so I can save that money to go traveling and I'll stop after. But doesn't ever happen. <laughs> Famous last words for sure. Um, and fucking living is expensive. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I always Absolutely. like ask my friends, I'm like, how do you like, for lack of a better term, squares, like especially Vancouver, and I hear Australia prices for housing is very similar. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's pricey. Um, so like you said, you're Canadian working in Australia. How does that work? Did you have to get a visa or could you legally work in sex work there? Yeah, good question. So if you want to work in Australia as a Canadian, you do need to have a working visa. Um, I'm not too sure of the rules at the moment, but back when I got my working holiday visa, you needed to be under 30 years old and then they give you a, like a work permit for a year. And then, um, yeah, you can do whatever job you want over there. To be honest, I don't think anyone asked me to see my visa. If I had a valid visa to work in the clubs um, when I got to Australia initially. But I think these days they're really more onto it. They'll, they'll check if you do have a visa to work, but it's fairly easy. Um, you apply for that visa, you get it, you get to the country, you walk into a club and you can get a job really easily. Mm-hmm. And what happens, I mean, I don't know if, like, this is in your realm, but, like, what, do you know what happens if, like, once your working visa expires? Because it's only, like, a year or two, right? Yeah, so there's a couple of options when that happens. So that's not the option I chose. You can go and work in a farm for three months. <laughs> so <laughs> you can go and, like, whatever do farm work, pick fruits or vegetables or... I'm going to guess there's not stripping on the farm. Yeah, and you really, usually you really isolate it. You know, it's not happening in the city. So you have to travel away and just like put your head down and do your farm work so you can get a second year. Mm, Okay. 
Um, I didn't want to do that, so I didn't get a second year visa, but I got a student visa okay. instead. So you can do that. If you get a student visa, you can work. Um, you can't do unlimited work, but you can work something like 15 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I just picked like a really easy course. I did like a massage therapy course. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so that's really hands-on. You don't need to use your, you know, brain too much to, you know, focus and learn things that are really complicated. So I decided to do that, and that extended my visa for another year. Oh, perfect. So you have to be able to manage, like, going to school and, you know, work at the same time, but at least you're still allowed to work. Mm-hmm. Um, why the original move uh, to Australia, and then why did you end up wanting to stay? Um, well, I was living in Montreal back then uh, when I decided to come to Australia. I didn't really want to go to Australia. I just wanted to experience something different. I was just sick of being in the city. I didn't feel like I belonged there. Um, and I don't know, I just wanted to experience something new so I had a friend who messaged me he was from Canada as well and as a joke he said are you coming to my birthday party and he was in Australia at the time and I was like well that's a little bit far (laughs) you know don't you think (laughs) and then um, I thought about it for a few days and I happened to watch, do you know that movie Blue Crush? Like the oh my God, yes, I watched it a million girls. times. Yes. <laughs> so I, was, I was watching Blue Crush and then I was thinking, oh my God, these girls are so badass. Like, I, I think I want to learn how to surf. And then there was my friend who was in Australia. Australia is known for surfing. So I called him back. I'm like, fuck it, I'm coming to your birthday party. So That's within awesome. like two weeks, I was on the plane. Um, got to Australia and just never left. <laughs> they couldn't get rid of you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if I'd, like, pull a big move like that again. But, yeah, that was a, that was very spontaneous and scary, but it was worth it. Um, and did you work in sex work in Canada? I did, actually, yeah. I worked, um, I worked in Montreal for a few years. In, in uh, what as avenue? As a stripper. As a stripper. And, uh, you know, you said to me before we started recording that you had stripped in Australia before doing online. What yeah. What was um, the main differences you noticed um, between strip clubs and stripping in Canada versus Australia? Um, okay, so when I was working in Canada, I worked at a club called Wonders. So it was the only club in Montreal, I believe, that was a no contact club. I I'm, don't have anything against people that do the touching and everything or anything in sex work. It's your body. You do whatever you want. Um, but for me, I, I wasn't comfortable with the touching. It's not something I was, I was um, happy with. So I found it hard in Canada to find clubs where, you know, there was no touching except for that one club. Especially so in Montreal. Oh, sorry? Especially in Montreal. It's kind of known for being more of a contact location. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I got to Australia, I landed in Melbourne and there, like, all the clubs were not, not touching except for one. So it was kind of the opposite. Mm, interesting. So, and, um, 
In terms of prices for the dances, I think it's more like three dances for $50. So you can do like one dance. For, what is it these days in Canada for one, like one song? So uh, West Coast and East Coast are like extremely different. I know, and okay. even just within within the middle, I know in Winnipeg, um, there are dances for like $15. Um, Vancouver dances are $50, $50. So, so that's for one song. Yeah. Wow. But our tip okay. out, our tip out's forty percent, right? So uh-huh. we only get thirty dollars per dance. And then I know okay. when I was when I was working in Alberta and Fort Mac, dances were thirty dollars, and we tipped out sixteen dollars or seventeen dollars. So we only made like thirteen dollars per dance. Okay. Yeah. So All it's right. a huge. It's very um, yeah. a huge variety. So, yeah. So here, in most places, I believe dances are twenty dollars mm-hmm. for one song, or three for fifty. So most girls will go three for fifty. Right. Like you rarely hear people offering one dance for twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, is there a tip um, out with that? Is there a tip out? Like, do you have to tip out of that twenty dollars? Do you have to give the club any of that? Uh, you have to. Where I've worked, you just have to pay your fee when you get in the club. Right. So the earlier you get there, the cheaper it is. The later, the more expensive. And right. then the rest that you make is yours. Right. That's exactly how when I was in New York, it was the same thing. Um, yeah. Floor fee, if you came after 10 or 11, it was 160 I think, for floor fee. And then dances were $20, and you kept that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know it's different, like... That was in Melbourne, so that the, that's Victoria. And then in Queensland, um, the rules are different. So touching is more allowed there. I think a lot of clubs will take a percentage um, instead of just giving you like one um, one cover fee and then you keep the rest. So that they work a little bit differently, but um, my experience is more in Victoria. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, it, it, I mean, it's really similar. I, I can't really think of major differences between stripping in Canada and stripping in Australia. Like, the culture is very similar. Um, yeah. Like, do you have any specific questions that maybe I, that would make me think of yeah, so, like its differences? So you said the contact level is a little different specifically in Victoria where you are. Um, how do you find the clients? Are they Are they different or...? Well, that was a long time ago, so again... It's hard to flashback. I I feel like clients will spend a bit easier in Australia than in Canada, and Mm. especially in Quebec. I think the disposable income is a lot better as well, Mm -hmm. so that could have an effect on how people like people's spending habits Mm -hmm. so yeah I I was definitely making more money working in Australia right than working in Canada yeah yeah I've heard that echoed before from my girlfriends who have moved to Australia to work or have gone there for like stints at a time and they uh they say the same that money that people have more disposable income and they're more willing to spend it at the club and I've also heard and maybe this isn't true anymore this is a few years back but um like the style of what guys want at the club like they 
will buy more time rather than dances and they want more like a party girl like they want someone to party with them rather than just like yeah. entertainment dancing um is that is that pretty true yeah 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 i can t- totally see that yeah yeah no, that's true i I've, I've been paid for my time a lot more in australia than i than i have in canada yeah it's like in canada if you're not if i well, if i wasn't dancing i wasn't getting paid whereas in australia you'll just chat with someone at the bar and they'll like give you 50 dollars nice Oh. Not always. Like, I'm not going to want to like create expectations. Um, yeah. You need to, you, sometimes you just need to remind those people, the, the clients as well, that you, you know your time must be paid for. If they want to buy you a drink, you need to remind them like, sure, I'll have a drink with you, but you know, like I'm not, I'm here to work. I'm not here to have a party. So if you want a tip, that's cool. I'll go have a drink with you. And mm. most of the time, you'll see like they'll, they'll say like, "Yeah, sure, I'll give you a tip," mm-hmm. and then yeah, and you make your money just chatting and having drinks. Sounds perfect. Um, is uh, <laughs> is there is uh, prostitution legal in in Australia? Uh, I'm not sure. I know that I know there's brothels. Oh, there is. Um, I know there's brothels, but I don't know if the actual, like, people call them brothels, but, le- like, legally, maybe they're just, like, massage place, or, you know, they're not supposed to right. do any more than that. I'm not too sure. I, I would prefer not to say anything about prostitution, because it's not my area of... Right, no, for sure. Expertise. I was just wondering if there's, if um, clubs... Like, I know in the States and places that, like, certain, it's legal, like, it's legal in the clubs to do extras, and that, like, impacts if you're not a contact dancer, right? Well, actually, there is, I don't think, no, I don't think that's legal in clubs. There's one club in Melbourne. I don't know why, like, it, contact is not legal in Melbourne, and I don't know why this club is allowed to, to, um, allow contact I think that's because they have a brothel license I heard that before it could be I could be wrong don't quote me on that but apparently that strip club has a brothel license so they're allowed to provide a little bit more but I remember going there and like I haven't seen any sexual acts in the room it's open like everyone is sitting next to each other so you can see what the next person is doing there's no private rooms but the girls were kissing the customers right yeah so that's as far as I've seen things go in strip clubs Right. And I know, too, like, my strip club, I always hear the rumors, like, oh, guys can finger the girls upstairs, and, like, I ate a girl out up there, and I got a blowjob. Like, no, you fucking didn't. (laughs) This is bullshit. Like, no, you didn't. You still hear it. Like, even here uh, in Australia, I've heard that, and I was like, no fucking way. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's open, and there's cameras. Yeah. It can't happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wishful thinking on their part, I'm sure. Uh, um, So... You do now uh, specifically more online work and not in the clubs. Yeah. Uh, what does that entail online? Like, what is what does a typical work day look like for you? Okay, so I'll start by saying the reason why I left stripping is not because I didn't enjoy it anymore. Last time I stripped was probably a little bit over a year ago. 
but I I was really missing the beach life. So that's why I moved away from stripping and decided to start camming because you can literally do it from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess now a day in my life is I wake up in the morning um, super early and I'll go surfing or I'll go to the beach and then I'll come home and I'll get online on cam. Um, probably from somewhere around 9 a.m. And I'll, if there are some of my <laughs> regular members on the campsite listening, they're going to be like, hell no, you don't get never there at 9 a.m. This is a lie. <laughs> sometimes, well, it depends what I do for my makeup and my hair, you know, sometimes I'll be late. Uh, but yeah, 9, 10 a.m. until around 2 p.m., I'll be live streaming. And what happens during that time? Well, it really depends, like, the vibe of the crowd, um, if there is a crowd, if we have something planned. Um, a lot of people think that camming is all about performing, you know, masturbation and things like that, which, mm-hmm. yeah, it's part of it. Some, some girls will do that. Um, in my case, it's not really how I run things, you could maybe call me a bit of a, I don't know, maybe a cam girl parody, like, I don't really, like, I don't know, I, it, things can turn, like, in so many different ways in my room, and that's what I think keep people coming back, like, I'll just mix a bit of, you know, smart conversation with being a bit silly, uh, dancing, teasing, um, play games sometimes I have like this inflatable penis it's like (laughs) and like people can tip for example so I I throw like the try to throw rings around the tip around the pin yeah around the tip yeah and then um if I miss all my rings then they get to pick something from the tip menu uh just things like that I try to switch it up and you know because I'm there every day so I, I want to make it entertaining for people to come back and not just constantly sit there and do the the same thing. So yeah, I'll do that until 2 p.m. Then after I'll usually log out and do some admin things. Um, yeah, there's so much. I mean, every day is different pretty much. Uh, what what kind of different platforms are you on right now? Because I know you're doing um, webcamming. So I'm only on one Actually, I was on two, um, but the second one didn't work out. Um, so it, they were taking crypto. I don't know if you're familiar with crypto, mm. Bitcoin, Ethereum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they they worked with Ethereum, but I don't know. It, the platform is down now. I don't know what's going on. So now I'm just on my free camps, which is one of the most popular ones. Right. Um, yeah. That's where I started, and I just stuck with it since. Right. Um, I used to be on my free cams maybe, I guess, yeah, seven years ago now. <laughs> Getting so old. Oh, so you, so you did cam too. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hated it, but I, I'm just, I think it's because I had already been stripping in the clubs, I think. And my hustle was much more like a face-to-face hustle and like the like yeah. art of like touch and like stuff like that, like manipulating via touching. Um, yeah. And, and I'm, 
I, like even people now knowing me now, like my hustle is not to talk to people. Like I done not a very good sales in that way. Like I'll maybe now I'm just old and my knees hurt that I like will stand in a corner of the club and wait for men to approach me to go for a dance. Like I'm a very lazy hustler now that that just does not translate well on cam work. Um, uh, well, yeah, when you get to a certain levels, you know, you can get a bit more comfortable than yeah, exactly. And um, I had my girlfriend Ashley on uh, a few episodes back, and she's one of the top girls for Chatterbait. And uh, yeah. uh, and she's making stupid money now, but she said, you know, you really have to stick with it. And it's not for the most women; it's not like instant money. Um, it's a lot of like hours, a lot of upkeep, and for me and like that it just doesn't work for me like I like being able to go to the club for three hours make good money and then go home and like not think about it and I think um people underestimate how much work camming really is to build to build your clientele base and to maintain them yeah see I I remember listening to that episode which was really good by the way thank you um (laughs) but um for me, like when she was saying about how like in the beginning you really need to work hard, for me it was the opposite. I, honestly, like in the beginning, I just I was just like, oh, I can actually do this thing full time. Like I'm earning enough to do it. I never expected to make that much money. And I don't know what it is. I don't know why some girls succeed at it and some other girls don't. But, and by the way, I'm like you, like I much prefer face-to-face interaction. Mm -hmm. I think it's easier. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely easier than like looking at your computer screen and be like, okay, now I have to talk about myself because people can't, I mean, people can answer back in chats, but there's like a bunch of people there. So you can't just interact with one single person. You need to ask like general questions to the whole room and then Mm -hmm. hope that they'll answer and like at the end of the day you end up talking more about yourself than you know making them talk about themselves because you know like I don't know Robert doesn't give a shit about what like big dick Joe like (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're there for you whatever they want they're there for me so um and yeah like when I was in the like when I was in the club, I was more asking questions to the guys because what's people's favorite conversation topic? Is themselves. It's themselves. Yeah. Exactly. So that just really um, challenged everything I knew about sales and, mm-hmm. you know, like, I was like, how can I sit here and talk about myself and have people, like, tipping me for it, mm-hmm. you know? But then, you know, after when people know that they like the kind of person you are, you can take it to private and talk to them and then turn them into a regular client. But, yeah, it's it's so different. Yeah, it's such a different hustle. Um, what are – and I don't know if you're privy to this um, – I can't remember if my if my free cams at MFC like gives you these statistics, but from what you know, uh, what are the demographics of your viewers or the majority of your viewers? Like, where are they located? Age range? Because I know, like, people always wow. think it's like you know creepy men in their parents basement at 50 years old a virgin but like that's not the majority of sex worker clients but I will say 
back when I was doing MFC, I think it was like my first day, um, you know, cam to cam, right? Yeah. Um, whenever I go back to MFC, I dabble in it like here and there when I get bored and I always like, I'm like, fuck this and I stop. But uh, I was like, yeah, I'll do cam to cam. Like I'll try everything and see what I like. And the first guy to ever do cam to cam, and for those listening, cam to cam is like a Skype date. Like, I can see you, you can see me. And uh, and literally, it was like, looked like a 50-year-old, like, overweight man in his parents' basement with, like, thick glasses and a big gut. And I was like, oh my god, this is so cliche. Um, um, to be honest <laughs> with you, like, I don't do, I don't do cam to cam very often. Mm-hmm. Um... I do it sometimes with some of my regular clients, I know, but other than that, like, usually I don't even see their face. I just open their cam and there it is, dude. <laughs> They're dick. Like, I'm like, okay, right. Okay. And it's funny, like, how they just, they just really want to show you. Anyway, I don't know what the, I don't know what the demographic is. I think it's very, very mixed to be honest um and to be honest i think the older the men the more mature and respectful and they understand that being respectful will make you want to speak to them rather than talking to the younger you know cute guy but doesn't know how to you know doesn't know how to be respectful and talk to you like you're a normal person so Mm -hmm. Um, I think the younger people are more creepy on cam, to be honest. Like, yeah. But I don't know. Like, it's hard to know exactly. Sometimes I don't even ask people their age. Mm-hmm. So right. it's kind of hard to know, like, the, what's the average. Yeah. I was um, more wondering if um, if the MFC, if it provides you with statistics of where people are logging in and stuff. But I guess it doesn't, hey? It doesn't. Sorry, I didn't get that That's question. Okay. Um, MFC started. MFC doesn't provide you with the statistics of where people are logging in. Like, does it show you that most of your audience is in Australia or um, on? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I often ask people where they're from, um, and sometimes it says in their profile mm. where mm-hmm. they're from. Uh, I would say most people I get are in Australia or in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes in Europe, but just because of, of the hours I'm working. So I'm starting at 9 a.m. and that's probably like middle of the night in, in Europe. Right. So, yeah, mainly U.S., Canada, Australia. Yeah. These are the main, yeah. The main areas. But that's what's great about camming as well. Like you can get people from absolutely anywhere in the world to right. be your, your customers and spend money on you. Um, and I was just thinking about um, something before Um, like when you're stripping you're very limited to the amount of people that you can interact with I mean Mm -hmm. you just have the people that are in the club Mm -hmm. and it's better for you to make as much as you can from less um, from less customers Mm -hmm. you know what I mean You you have to maximize the amount of money that you're going to make per customer Mm -hmm. whereas for me like I was talking with a marketing guru who's been in the industry for like 10 years her name is um, Amberly Rothfield she's 
amazing. Love her. Anyway, I had a phone call with her, Skype call, and she said to me, you need to have a hundred people, a hundred customers spending $30 on, on you, more or less $30 per month. Mm-hmm. It looks like nothing. $30 is nothing. Right. And... I mean, if you were trying to achieve that in the strip club, like you would be there day and night. Right. But because I am online, that can, that thirty dollars can come from like video purchases, right. photos, all that kind of stuff. Like it can all happen, like while I'm there or while I'm not there, while I'm sleeping or you know. Right. So a hundred people spending more or less thirty dollars on you per month that's already three thousand dollars and everything else is extra and you know that's it's just very doable i feel like the opportunity and to make money is a lot um wider it's a lot greater than at the club Oh, for sure. Not only are you not limited with the amount of people and the reach that you can have, but you're also not limited in, like, yeah, like the time with which you can make sales as opposed to being in a club for three hours, you have three hours to capitalize. But like you said, you can put your videos online and sell them as you're sleeping. Um, That's the one thing I think, like, online has really opened the doors for sex workers to really capitalize on on their income absolutely yeah Yeah. and if if I was to go back to stripping I would definitely get every single client to follow me on some platforms and you know like I don't know do you work how many days a week do you work (laughs) on a good week once a week I'm very lazy nowadays but okay well see there you go I have been working (laughs) three days a week okay Mm. But that gives me an extra maybe two, three days to shoot content, right. um, take photos, whatever. So then you go to the club, you just you just try to get every single person you speak to, even if they don't take dances with you, oh, follow my website, follow me on this, follow me on that. Yeah. And then even these people that might not spend at the club with you, they'll keep seeing you and then they might just spend online for you. So right. if I was to go back to stripping, I would definitely do that right just I I regret like I haven't thought about it before yeah yeah that's the one thing I have um little cards with like my email on it or like my OnlyFans uh link on it um just so like yeah if you don't like you can see me naked all month long for only this amount and then you get enough people it starts adding up right um yeah but yeah so definitely using any person you interact with I know um, I spoke with my girlfriend today. She wants to start um, with like selling feet stuff, and I told her, you know, make cards and like anytime you're out in the world, like if a guy's like hitting on you, be like, here, like follow me, yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. you know, um, yeah. always be marketing yourself for sure. I totally yeah. agree with that. Um, so, like on the same idea of my next question was, you know, how how do you market yourself when you aren't in the club? How do you market yourself online? And like, how do you get clients to come to come to your page? Um, so, I guess I get quite a lot of um, visibility when I'm on on Cam because I mean, my free cams is quite a popular site. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
already went out there. I have people coming through the room and um, seeing me, but I make sure that I always have um, my um, Twitter username and Instagram and everything. Everything is there. So they want if they want to follow me on social media, then they can do it. And then that's pretty much it at the moment, to be honest. I don't pay for any like marketing ads or anything like that I just oh and also I do um like on Instagram I'll do a shout out for shout out oh yeah you know? like yeah you you know you post someone on your story they post you and then you gain more followers mm-hmm. that way it's not always quality followers but you know more followers brings more followers and then mm-hmm. you know you just need to weed out the bad ones and keep the good ones mm-hmm. for sure um but, yeah no, I, I completely agree about the shout-out to shout-out. That's one of the reasons why I've seen a jump um, is when, like, the middle-aged stripper um, posts me or, like, exotic cancer, and then um, all of a sudden I get, like, a bunch of um, my, like, target audience, too, which is perfect. Yeah, um, yeah. No, well, that's sure. it. You, you want to choose the right people to share you. Like, for example, I'm, I'm blonde, like, kind of surfy-looking. Um, I'm not going to... I'm trying not to go to someone who's got like their body covered in tattoos and blue hair. Like their followers are not gonna like me. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. yeah, no. It's the different, it's different styles. So you need to pick people that are similar looking to you. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Um, there's definitely uh, a lot of like brain power that goes into this stuff, and I think people tend to overlook that. I know I've mentioned on my podcast before the comment, you know, if I had big tits or if I was a pretty girl, I'd be a stripper, I'd be a sex worker. It's like there's a lot more to it to be a successful one than being pretty. And Absolutely. And I say this, like, cautiously because, you know, everyone has their own idea of what is pretty. But, you know, some of the top sellers I've met in all different platforms of sex work, I personally wouldn't have looked at and been like, they're stunning. You know, but but there's something about them. They've really either marketed themselves well, or they have you know, like just quality. There's something about them that um, that works, and and they're working it. You know, it's not just about being a pretty yeah. girl. Um, no, it's all about marketing and charisma. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, so when me and you spoke uh, before outside of the podcast, um, you mentioned you're wanting to switch from OnlyFans, which I'm new to, so. Um, I'm very naive in, in how I view it so far. So far, it's been good to me, knock on wood. But um, to another site, uh, why the switch from, from OnlyFans? Um, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I'm thinking, am I going to get in trouble if I like, expose this? But no, um, honestly, to me, OnlyFans has been more... Uh, I don't know... It, it's more trouble than, you know, it's not paying enough for me to invest as much as I do in there. Maybe I've been doing it the wrong way, I don't know. Um, I just felt like the site was really slow. Every time I was trying to post something, a video or whatever, sometimes I had to like do it three times Mm -hmm. before it actually worked. and I thought it was just really time consuming and I've already got two Instagram I've got like my vanilla kind of Instagram and my dumb Instagram and then I've got 
you know, my premium Snapchat that I, you know, people pay for that as well. So I need to make sure I provide content for them. Right. I've got my uh, MFC Share, that which is the platform with for anyone who doesn't know what it is. My free camps, the campsite I work from has this um, platform attached to it where you can sell videos, photos, um, items, and stuff like that. So I need to keep posting there. Uh, I mean, what else do I have? Twitter. It's just, you know, so, so much to do and not that much time. So I just thought OnlyFans for what it was bringing back to me uh, was just not worth it. And also, I don't know if you do, I don't know how many fans you have. I didn't have that many, but enough that, you know, if you want to send a, a message to everyone like you have to tick the people one after the other mm -hmm. did, did you notice that or does it or is it just me I don't remember if I had ticked them all I only sent it once when I first started and I don't have many fans I think okay yeah, yeah I don't have like thousands that it's like a, an exhausting list but um yeah I only sent the uh the the video once to like the masses but <laughs> Okay, well, you have to, the last time I did it, and I didn't, I don't remember it being like that before, they probably changed something, and then I had to click, like, one person after the other, and I was like, this is ridiculous, why is there not a button to, like, yeah. select everyone, so I can send my freaking, like, dancing naked on the beach video to everyone, and then, like, you know, yeah. like, uh, just little things like that, that I just found too time-consuming, also, I feel like I'm alone in there because I don't see any, like there's no free content on OnlyFans that you can see. And it's all you have to pay for, you know, to see other people's stuff. So other I, providers, I like, yeah. I, like I don't know if my followers are following other people or they just come on the site for me. And I don't know, I just, and also the, the usernames, it's like U2309, you know, so you never know who you're speaking with. Yes, yeah. So I didn't think like... It's I'm very like, impersonal. Like, how do I know how to interact with that person accordingly? Like, maybe this is one of my um, submissive clients who likes to see me in a full catsuit latex. Like, that's what he's into. So... I don't want to send him the, like, video of me dancing naked on the beach. Like, it's, you know, right, so, right. yeah, anyway, so yeah, I just found it really hard to manage in that sense. Um, uh, also, like, when I was going to Canada in, in uh, July, I messaged them and I was like, can I change my bank details to my Canadian bank account? Because I'm going to be there, so I'd rather get my payout over there instead of transferring to my Australian bank account and then pay fees again to send it back to Canada. Right. They never answered me, ever, and I messaged them like three times. And then I went to get my payout because um, I just left it in the account in the end. I just couldn't be bothered with it. So two weeks ago, I went and tried to get the payout and without even asking me or messaging me back or asking anything, they just changed my account to a Canadian account and I couldn't put my Australian bank account details anymore. <laughs> I, I, I had to send it to my account in Canada, but I'm not there anymore. <laughs> right. Anyway, I just thought they were 
don't know. Dropping just, the ball. Yeah, and yeah. And I think now they increase the payout amount to a minimum of like $500. And yeah, so with Avian, what I like about it is that it's quite simple. It's quite a fast platform. It, it looks exactly like Twitter, but no shadow banning, no censorship. Uh, and it's more like about sex work, you know, there's sex work. So um, people that are going to be looking for your type of content, they're going to be there. Interesting. Uh, and they can, they can join for free. Okay. Um, so, for example, um, if you, like on your page, you can choose to, I'm still not 100% familiar with it, but I'm pretty sure on your page you can post um, free posts and then subscribers only posts. So you can okay. kind of tease everyone, yeah. even the non-paying people, you can tease them with your, like, free content right. and then tell them, like, I don't know, subscribe to see the, you know, something Talk else or yeah. uncensored or whatever. So, and, and they can, you know, they can follow several models and, you know, have a bit more interaction, like with more people that will bring them back to that platform. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Cause I felt like some people joined OnlyFans just because of me. Mm -hmm. So, because they only had me on there, they didn't really go too often. They right. just kind of left it because they didn't have it. If I wasn't posting, they have nothing else to look at. So. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, I think it just proves to you, too, like how different avenues of sex work are perfect for different people. Like, all the things you said about OnlyFans are like the reasons why I liked it. Was like, I liked that yeah. it was like super impersonable because I'm and that's the whole reason I did not like online stuff so like I didn't like having the interaction and so I like that I can pose and I feel like no one's really there and I'm by myself like I like that oh yeah um, well yeah exactly what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another yeah exactly and I think that's why it's so great there's so many different avenues for sex work now because yeah. um some people just kill it in one area and like for lack of a better term like fail in another or vice versa yeah um, but I do echo what you said about um, the payment issues. Like, I just tried to get a payout, yeah, for $500 um, and still not in my account. And I was like, where's my money? And um, yeah. so that's, like, annoying because I don't want, like, all of my, like, stuff to have gone to waste and, like, not get that money. And then the tip out, I think, is, like, quite high, too, when I could just, like, sell that stuff, like over my phone for free and not lose 30%, you know? Yeah, exactly. But there's, yeah, there's definitely that safety factor about these sites where you don't have to share your personal information. Right. Customers don't have to share theirs. Right. But anyway, like, you know, I always get people asking me like, oh, what's, what's the best? Um, and it's like, well, for me, that's the best, but it doesn't mean it's going to be the best for you. So you really have to try them all. Right. And sometimes sometimes you're going to waste your time, but, you know, you have to give it a go and see if it works for you. And then at some stage, you just get comfortable with a certain platform and then you start seeing the, the profits and, you know, the benefits of that one, one platform for yourself. For sure, I agree. I think even, like, with sex in general, like, I'm a strong, like, advocate that, you know, you don't know what you like until you know what you don't like. 
Um, and yeah. that's with like sex work too. Like it's okay to try something that this isn't for me and like try something else, whether that be like the actual sexual act or like what style of sex work you're doing. Um, and it yeah. might change like as your like career develops too. Um, I was a lot more patient online than I am now. <laughs> so like at one point I was decent at it. Uh, now I yeah. fail miserably, but, um, so I, I have very, I have a, um, I'm pretty impatient as well, and I'm really trying to keep that under control because <laughs> sometimes you just have to. There's things that you just need to ignore and just like forget about it. Don't you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't let it get yeah. to you. Um, so I don't mean you've spoke before, and you mentioned it yourself. You also you work with fetishes and you do uh, dom work. So what yeah. what's that like? Uh, it's great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I've had a lot of um, self-doubts around that lately, actually, mm. um, because I've, I've always been like a, a dominant person. And I felt like, in the, you know, when I was working as a stripper, I felt like I had to tone that down a little bit because right. I might have been very emasculating for some men. And I've heard in one of your, um, the podcast, I think that was with Penny, that, you you know, like guys don't go to the club to talk to smart girls yeah. and feel emasculated by this strong, confident, empowered Beautiful what, woman, they, yeah. They want what, what were you saying? Like they want the hairdresser or the yeah. sexy nanny. Yeah, the nanny, yeah. Oh, they don't want to know that you got like two degrees and whatnot. Yeah. So for anyway, sure. Um I think that's kind of what led me into domination. And even like when I was a kid, like I've always liked to beat guys in sports and run faster than them and be like I'm better than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's also in life, and I think, and, and in the club, and, you know, even in the club, I, it's like, I just had this guilty pleasure when guys fucked up and, like, touched me where they shouldn't or something like that, and just, like, get up and said, like, you have not respected my boundaries. <laughs> out. Yeah. And you're not getting your money back. Yeah. You know? Like... And I wasn't hoping for it to happen, but when I felt like, you know, you feel it when yes. some guys have those vibes, like that, the creep vibe, yeah. like, oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, oh, he's going to, he's definitely going to try something. And I knew it and I was waiting for it. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to kick you out when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, I've always had that kind of attitude of liking to be the, the person in control, being the boss. And mm. I think it probably came through when I was on cam. Mm. Um, and again, on cam, you'd have those guys that don't like to hear that I'm smart or uh, successful or confident. But then there are guys that do. Mm -hmm. And then there are the submissive guys that are like, oh, that, that girl sounds very emasculating like she doesn't say that she's a dumb but maybe she is and maybe mm -hmm. she's going to be willing to have a session with me so in the beginning I didn't I didn't advertise myself as a dumb but I kept getting requests from subs and I was thinking why don't they go to ask people on the side that advertise themselves as dumbs mm -hmm. but 
I don't know, they probably just got that vibe from me. And then I kept getting more and more requests. And then I just added, um, I just added to my profile that that's what I was doing. And then, I don't know, it just kind of happened that way. And now I, I have a big base of submissive um, slaves, whatever you want to call them, um, customers. And the thing is, I still love stripping. I still love teasing. I still love all that stuff. Um, so that's why I've had the questioning recently, like, do I want to just head one direction and just be in femdom or do I want to stop doing that and I can't it's like I can't just pick one I still want to tease and strip and dance and be like sensual and erotic but I still want to like kick balls (laughs) yeah I still want to I still want to yeah do humiliation. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's like I think that's tell totally guys to give me all their money and not feel bad about it, you know, just yeah, it's just allowing me to bring forward some darker sides of my personality and you know, everyone's everyone's got these kind of darker sides. Mm-hmm. Um, like, have you ever asked yourself, like, oh, am I a bad person? No, I know I'm bad. No, I'm, I'm fully aware. <laughs> no, like, no. Serious, but like, is it serious? Like, am I a bad person? Like, everyone... Or is this normal yourself. or... Yeah. Yeah, am I normal? Like, yeah. I, is it normal to have those dark... Those desires or the... Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah. And, um, I think everyone has them. 100%. Everyone has that side of them. Yes. It's sometimes it's hidden really deep, mm-hmm. but everyone goes through like these kinds of emotions, mm-hmm. and I think being a dumb allows me to bring them forward mm-hmm. and express them um, in a consensual context mm-hmm. um, and in a non-personal context. I think I, I mentioned that to you before. How like when I have a session with a sub and I'm doing humiliation or um, something like that it's not I'm not attacking them directly mm-hmm. it's it's a role play but the energy I get to do that it comes from all the freaking time wasters and dickheads that am I allowed to use that language on this podcast of course you fucking can okay. <laughs> of course you fucking can the, you know all the time wasters all the all the stupid guys that have just like made me angry in the past in this industry I can like use that energy and throw it at someone who actually wants Wants it it. and is paying me yeah (laughs) yeah it's a perfect outlet so yeah this is kind of what it's like for me and uh, like I've had fears around like losing my more vanilla customers because mm. they might think like, oh, like she's like that now. She's probably wanting, she's going to be looking for um, opportunities for or... me to be submissive to her. And it's not like that at all. Like this is happening when I do domination, it's happening with the, the right people. Mm. It's not for everyone. And I understand that. I'm not like asking everyone to call me mistress and you know, goddess and whatever, like, I still 
have my, you know, normal personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think no like, one is a full time dominatrix. It's a role playing. Yeah, of course, and know? just like. You're, you touched on, you know, do I think I'm bad sometimes or like, um, in other, in other terms, like, I think we all look at ourselves and we go, Hey, is this normal? Like, you know, I, I just did an episode and I said to my girlfriend, like, you know, do you ever smell your tampon? Like, you know, things like that. It's like, you know, uh, people might be like, Oh my God, that's so gross. But you know, like odds are a good percentage of the people listening like have smelt a tampon or have smelt underwear or have like done these things and we're like are am I normal yeah. you know and yeah. I think that's why it's so crucial that we have these kind of platforms for sex workers and for non-sex worker females or self-identifying females to realize like hey we aren't one-dimensional none of us are and we all have these spaces in us where, hey, I kind of like to be soft today. Hey, I kind of like to be a badass today and, and dominate yeah. someone. Hey, I kind of exactly. like do these, in quotes, weird things that are not weird at all when we really start talking about them. Um, exactly. It's like when people are like really looking for who they are, it's like, well, you don't need to be this one defined mm-hmm. thing. You know, you can be a very multi faceted person like I have days I'll go out um, I'll go out surfing and you know hang out with the boys and drink beer and like go like on quads and whatever and then I have days I'll wear heels and feel like doing my hair wearing mm-hmm. makeup and then the next day I'll be in in the dirt in the garden like planting my veggies like yeah it's, it's okay to be all those things you can you know, you can be all those things and they can all live in harmony within you and you don't need to try to suppress some parts because you want to be this one defined person, like, thing. Like, you don't... You can be all those things. Right. So. Yeah. Um, I 100% agree. Um, so with regards to your fetish and dom... Is there a site you use or you would recommend people to use for specifically fetish and and DOM work? Or is that just through MFC as well? Um, Okay, so if you want to work as a DOM, it's... My free cast is not very popular for it, Mm -hmm. but there is potential. Um, But what I find is... um, I want clips is really good. So if you want to film, um, clips are really popular. So uh, do you know what, I'm, what I mean when I'm talking about those clip sites? Like, do you know many vids? I want clips. I- I've never heard of it, but but okay. I, is so, it specific, specifically Dom work? Um, or is it like a Patreon? You, you can be you can be anything, but like I want clips and clips for sale. They're two. Um, clip sites that are very fetish oriented okay like the the most popular categories of videos they sell it's going to be fetish um i think they're starting to do um like a cam platform as well mm. on there um, i never used it i think they're still like in the beta modes but i'm not 100 percent sure um but yeah i want clips is one of my favorite platform for fetish work I mean I do I do clips but people can order customs like for example <clears throat> yesterday I got a request like someone 
wants me to film a video where the camera is like under my ass and so he wants he wants me to wear like it's very specific he wants me to wear a like light color g-string and have the camera under me and basically um smother him like he wants to feel like i'm sitting on his face and like choking him with my butt cheeks and literally to death that's his fantasy perfect (laughs) <laughs> so that's that's the kind of thing that people can ask on there. You can accept or refuse. Like if it's not your thing, you can decline the order, and they pay you before you do the video. So basically, the the site will hold on to the money until you finish uploading the video for the person. Oh, that's perfect. And once you've uploaded, yeah. So once you've uploaded the video then they pay you straight away. So anyway, people can ask for, you make your own prices, you choose your prices for your for your videos. So you can say like um, $8 per minute or $10 or $15 per minute. And then, yeah, go from there. People, people choose how many minutes they want, what quality. Uh, they write a little scenario for you, what they want you to do. That's awesome. And then you get you get the money. And then the thing is, um, so they like for example, for a ten minute video, I'll get something like eighty dollars, unless they like get extra and stuff like that. So I, I'll charge extra if I'm wearing latex and things mm-hmm. like that. But you get eighty dollars, but then you can resell the video. Oh, that's awesome. People. Because you can charge them to say their name. Like, for example, my, if you want your first name in my video, you're going to have to pay $150 for it. Right, because it's not usable. It's, exactly. Right. So, Interesting. Well, I like that idea yeah. because with my OnlyFans, that's one of the things I found, like, not awkward, but people were hesitant because I would charge between 150 to 250 for a video. and That wasn't made yet. That wasn't made yet. And they, yeah. you know, and then they're having to trust me who they don't fucking know that they're going to send that tip and I'm going to actually deliver on the video, um, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just going to take their money and block them. Um, so I like that. I might just steal that for myself and might message you privately all about I want yeah. clips because I'm but very look, much... If, if you don't want to do fetish, if you don't, I mean, if you, that's more fetish, but there's another site that also will have a few fetish videos, but it's more vanilla, I guess. Um, it's called it's called many bits and it's exactly the same principle. Interesting. It's the same. I'm totally gonna DM you later about all this shit <laughs> for yeah, my own no personal worries. gain. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Like you can you can sell anything you want on there. You can sell like photo albums. You can sell your dirty underwear for the perverts who are into that. Uh, you can sell. There's nothing wrong with smelling underwear, okay, Lana. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with smelling underwear, okay? <laughs> I literally just I said, like. I didn't say smelly, I said dirty. I literally just told my boyfriend that I smelled his underwear the other day, and he's like, girls do that? I was like, I oh, don't know, I did that. <laughs> Am I normal? <laughs> right? Like, hey, it's normal. People do shit, okay? But, yeah, and you can sell like literally anything. You can sell your socks, your sh- dirty old shoes, like your sweaty gym shoes. What you can sell, you can sell it all there. So if you have a if you have a premium Snapchat, you can sell it on there. Um, oh wow! It's okay. It's really like a, it's like a store. It's literally like a store. That's so awesome. That's so like that exists now. Yeah. I know there used to be. <clears throat> what was it called back in the day? 
black something or dark something. And it was, like, the only real platform around for, like, I guess, like, not really legal stuff. Like, selling, like, urine and selling, like, toenail clippings and, like, things that, like, sex workers uh, have yeah. requests for. Yeah. Um, but this is now so much more mainstream and so much safer. Uh, it's so cool to see that transformation and that kind of progress um, and that Absolutely. accessibility. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to bug you with all that information later for my own personal gain. But, um, no worries. With regards to fetishes and that, what's the most common request you get? Uh, common requests. Um, humiliation is a big one. Mm. Um, it can be all sorts of humiliation. Sometimes it's small penis humiliation. Uh, I actually had a big penis humiliation the other day <laughs> your penis is too big <laughs> um blackmail sissification uh, if, if there's words that I'm saying that you don't know like what they are like smothering ask. yeah sorry asphyxiation like smothering like loss loss of uh, oxygen right no sissification oh like sorry sissifying someone oh okay so, Pretty much like um, some guys, they they want to dress like bimbos and just be treated like sluts. Love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just got wet at the thought of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I, I have one of my regular clients, actually, that, um, yeah, often will dress like he's going to wear stockings and a dress, and once a week we'll meet on Skype and he will strip for me and I'll show him like I'll say okay twerk for me and then I'll show him how to do it and then he's gonna do it too and then anyway, oh my god I love it's, it it's fun it's that's fun. awesome that's so fun um I mean it's fun I love I'm saying it's fun I love it and I'm laughing we also have to remember as well that some people are really not comfortable with their fetishes they're ashamed of it they you know they they're not happy with that so right. Um, they're struggling to accept that it's part of their desires and mm-hmm. what they like. So, But anyway, to finish answering your question, um, financial domination, that's a common one. Um, yeah, I said blackmail. I mean, there's so many that keep coming back. What has been... Um and I'm not going to say weird because I truly believe, so as someone who has very, um, you, you can say weird. You no, I don't say weird. No, I, I, I don't want to, like, I don't think things are weird. Right. And I think when we yeah. use a term like that, that has such a negative connotation, we're putting a negative belief on something. Like when people say like, my mm. fetish is weird of cutting, like that's my fetish blood, blood play and stuff. I like that. Uh, in my personal life, not with work stuff, because I think it's um, legality and it's too dangerous with yeah, randoms, yeah. but in my personal life, bloodletting and stuff like that. And people like, that's so weird. I'm like, no, it's not weird. It's just unique. You know, it's yeah. just maybe not your cup I, of tea. So um, I guess it depends. It depends how you interpreting words. For me, weird is not necessarily a negative word. Right? Like, yeah, to me, I'm like, I love being weird. You be really careful with the language you're using, especially when you go out on social media and in public, and then you have to be politically correct and right. all that stuff, you know? But for me, weird is not necessarily bad. I just wanted to point that out, because I said, like, oh, you can say weird. Yeah. Um, it just means, like, out of the 
out of the norm. Yeah, know, exactly. The so conventional. Yeah. Yeah. The societal like normal. Um, so yeah. that being said, what is the most weird <laughs> or unique uh, <laughs> uh, request you you can think of that you've had? Um. Well, recently I did have someone asking me to tell them the story, well, the, how my dentist appointment happened. So that I told them that I got fillings done and that they wanted to know everything, like from A to Z. Interesting. And they they wanted me they wanted me to show them um, my fillings. Interesting. Like, like a, a tooth that's finish. Weird. Like that's seriously, like, that's weird. <laughs> I, I I am envious though that someone can get off to like looking at teeth. Like yeah. you know, I wish well, it, I yeah, wish my it, orgasms it, were that easy. <laughs> but how do you bring that up to your partner? You know, like oh exactly. Um, yeah. That's one of the topics. My girlfriend Riley is coming on to co-host some episodes with me before the season wraps up, and one of the questions you know, we opened to my listeners was the how-to. And that's one of the how-tos we got was, you know, how do I, a lot of them were, how do I approach my my partner with this fetish or how do I approach my partner with wanting threesomes? And, and I think that's one of the things that I find um, sad is that people are so shameful of their desires that they yeah. feel uncomfortable and don't feel safe coming to the person that's closest with them and saying, hey, this is something I want to... I want to experiment or I want to um, look into. Um, and I think that's why it's so great with dom work and sex work in general because it's such a safe place for people to explore that in a Absolutely. non-judgmental way. Um, yeah, and, and you need to... I think people just need to em- embrace the weirdness. For sure. More. Like, you know, this is what I like. This is what I'm into. This is how I'm wired. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, that's, you're not hurting anybody. Yeah. And that's too, when, you know, when people say, you know, is there anything like off the table uh, for you? And I'm like, no, I'll try everything once. And if I don't like it, like that's that. Uh, The only thing is obviously with consenting adults. That's my one, my one strict, you know, um, my one rule. Okay. So one of the things like I've spoken to you before about is like with my experience being online um, like one, like online legit, like freaks me out sometimes. Like sometimes I don't care. And then all of a sudden, like it'll get in my head, like people that are online, like a lot of them, like are computer nerds. And what if they can like hack my computer and hack my location? Or like, what if people on my only fans, you know, are like copying all my videos and like reposting them somewhere for money or like, you know, whatever. Um, so, like, do you feel that way, and how do you combat it, and how do you protect yourself online? Okay, well, well, yeah, I have those same worries, absolutely. I do have to, you know, like, those stories that you hear that someone got into, you can, like, someone's computer, and then they access the webcam, and they can watch you while, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing it. Yeah, that's been on my mind a lot. Um, and yeah, of course, if you're if you're doing online work, what's on the internet will always be on the internet. You have to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. So when I started camming, the day that I decided I was going to start was the day that I decided to accept that everyone that I know might eventually see what I'm doing 
find out what I'm doing and whatever. So I kind of work my boundaries around that. So yeah, in terms of um, copying content and stuff like that, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like when someone starts camming, they should know that there are bots on each cam site that records absolutely every single second of you camming and they post it on pirate sites. So you are, if you're camming, if you've been camming, you're out there. Mm-hmm. You're out there on mm-hmm. the internet. Anyone can find you. Um, they have, they would have to pay to watch it. So that's what I find super stupid. Why would you give your credit card details to a pirate site? You know? Right, pirates. yeah. Right? But, <laughs> but where's the logic? Anyway, um, so there's not much you can do. There are, like, they call them DMCA requests. So basically your content belongs to you. So what they're doing is absolutely illegal. But there's such, that's so big. And they're like in different countries where the laws are different. So somehow they just get away with it. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to remove your content. But you can remove them from uh, Google. So if someone types your username on Google, uh, like... Uh, my name, for example, the Wave Dancer uh, free cam show. They're not going to see the links mm-hmm. coming up anymore if I hire someone to get rid of them. Right. Uh, but yeah, you need to be aware that it's going to be out there and it's always going to be out there. You can't do anything about it. It's part of the risk. Um, so, yeah, what I do to make this beneficial for me, actually, I just started doing that with... Um, an online friend that's been helping me a lot is amazing. Mike, if you listen to this, <laughs> legend, he's a genius. Um, so what we did is that we went on those sites and what happens is you can't see the whole video, but you can see screen caps. So you can see where I am, what I'm wearing and everything. And then we use my social stats um, on the site. So say on this or that date, um, I had... 50 people adding me as a friend okay so that was like a really good day like a lot of people added me what what was i wearing on that day so then i can go back to those pirate sites and find the date and see what i was wearing what i was doing you know mm-hmm. so we found a way to use that to our advantage to benefit us. and also what you can do is there's um there's apps that allow you to put watermarks on your stream so at least if people find you on those sites um, they're not the only one benefiting from it you can have your Twitter username or something and those people can then find you on your platform and then pay you directly instead of paying those scammers yeah it's like advertising for you almost exactly Um, and then like you know every time I'm asked to do something on cam or whatever I always think Okay, so if my grandma sees this, do I want to throw myself off a cliff? If the answer is yes, I'm not doing it. If the mm-hmm. answer is like, well, it won't be fun, but it's, you know, I can deal with it, mm-hmm. then I'm going to, that's how I set my yeah. boundaries. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's, your, that's your metric of what you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think everyone should think that way, you know, like is it, how are you going to feel if you do this thing and then everyone in your family or your friends sees it, you know? So what 
is some advice you would give for women wanting to join the industry, um, specifically like online and fetish stuff and dom stuff and um, webcam and that? Good question. What advice? I mean, there's so many <laughs> that I could give. Um, I would say, well, first, respect your own boundaries. Don't let anyone make you believe that if you want to make it, you'll have to do more. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't let anyone make you believe that you have to be looking a certain way or acting a certain way. You need to be yourself. Don't try to suppress or tone down parts of you, parts of your personality. Just be yourself 100%. That's what's going to attract the right people Mm -hmm. for you. Um, So other than that, do your research. Don't just listen to what one person has to say. Like, just get different opinions I don't know depending if you want to work in stripping or canning or making clips or whatever just get as many opinions as you can do your research um, see what works for you and then go from there and yeah I don't know there's so many things I could say but I guess that's the that's basically the the base right like just be yourself respect your own boundaries and go from there the rest is gonna is gonna come naturally and you know if you feel scared um, if you feel if you're freaking out and you're like oh I don't know what I'm doing well remember that every one of us started in that exact same place and Mm -hmm. that's it you just gotta try and if you don't try you don't know Exactly. I agree. Um, so before I let you go, I have several questions. They used to be would you rathers, but I've switched them up now. <laughs> so um, describe your first sexual experience. My first sexual experience. Define sexual. <laughs> like, that's it. And what do you mean, like... So it can totally be... It can be your first, like... Person, it can be your first masturbatory experience. It can be for, for your first, um, like, orgasm that you remember. It can be your first, like, sexual encounter with someone else. Like... Um... Cool. Oh, that's a good question. Um... Well, I will say... I will tell the story of losing my virginity so I was really I I was pretty young I was probably 14 Mm -hmm. and I was not self-confident I was very insecure and I was dating like the hottest guy outside my school (laughs) um and I didn't want to tell him I was a virgin I was like oh I'll figure this out and then um yeah, it was really embarrassing because he kind of figured that I'd never done this before. Um, so, yeah, and then, like, in the middle, he just asked me, like, so, have, have you really had sex before? <laughs> and I was, like, I was just wanting to, like, melt in the bed. <laughs> like, can I not have to answer this question? So anyway, yeah. 
That was my first. Uh, so if anyone is a virgin, don't lie about it. Just say it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's the moral of the story here. <laughs> Own it. <laughs> um, what's the kinkiest or, in quotes, strangest sexual encounter you've had? To be honest, like in my personal life, I'm pretty vanilla. Um, I think just having sex with a girl was the like kinkiest thing thing I did. I don't know. Like I, honestly, I've always had quite fairly like conventional sexual experiences for someone everyone thinks like i'm super freaky and i do all sorts of things but no i'm just like normal so yeah probably um it was my birthday i was out with a one of my girlfriends and we were both single we just wanted to get some guys to take home but no one was interesting enough so we're just like well fuck it we'll just go home together then that's awesome i fully support that yeah i fully support that um, what is something you've tried that you wouldn't try again? And you mean in sex or? Um, it can be anything. anything. People usually take these as all sex questions, but they don't need to be sex questions. Uh, something I tried and wouldn't try again. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, something I would not try again. Um, Probably hitchhiking around Mexico. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I did it once, but I don't think I would do it again. Um, I I'm approaching thirty, and I think I, I like my comfort now. I like to sleep in beds, like <laughs> rather than in tents, and I'd rather have my own car or take normal safe transit of transportation <laughs> instead of like waiting on the side of the road sometimes for hours to be picked up in Mexico oh my god little daredevil <laughs> <laughs> um what is one thing you want to try but haven't yet um okay this is a weird one like it's like I don't want to die without trying skydiving but at the same time I really don't want to do it it's like <laughs> I know I have to do it but I don't want to so I don't know one day I'll just have to just like not think and turn up somewhere and be like take me on this plane I'm going skydiving um well I really want to go skydiving so I'll force you when I come to Australia to skydive with me <laughs> oh, okay well let's go together done I'll push you <laughs> Um, what's one thing that you don't understand or that drives you crazy about the opposite sex? Damn, your questions are difficult. I know. So I had really easy would you rathers. I thought they were hard. They were too easy. People blew through them. So now I got to challenge y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your questions before were like, would you rather this or that? Now it's really open. Yeah. So, now I got to make you think. Okay, what... What's something I don't understand? Like driving me nuts, drives me nuts about the opposite sex. Um, so many things. I know, right? <laughs> like, let me get my list. Uh, okay, okay. Something that drives me nuts is that 
men, I don't care. Like, tell me whatever you want, but I don't think men understand uh, women's sexuality. I think they just they just so that the story that they've been told is so like ingrained in their brain. They're not willing to hear anything else. They just keep going back to that story that they've been told, like which comes from patriarchy, obviously. Um, and yeah, I think that's what's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times have men been told, like, don't go directly to the clit? And yes, like, what, 80% of them probably still do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, how many men have been told that, um, I don't know, like, penetration is not the, the best, like, the, the best way for a woman to get to orgasm, and yet they still think that that's the way, like... Right. Right, no, I, I 100% agree. agree with me? Like, do you... No, no, I 100% agree. I, For me, my best orgasms are oral. Like, oral stimulation is, like, my easiest way to orgasm. And I remember telling that to an ex of mine. He's like, well, all my exes came from, like, vag- like dick and pussy. And I was like, I'm going oh, yeah. to, like, faking. burst your... Yeah, I was, I was exactly. I was like, I'm going to burst your bubble, babe. They're fucking faking it because you probably wouldn't listen to them when they told you it wasn't working for them. <laughs> like, they you know. over it, so they just, like, faked that they got there. Oh, so I, well, I did with him, so <laughs> I faked him all the time. So, um, but, yeah, no, I, I completely yeah, they're, agree. They're, it's good. It's good because you feel like you're... For me, it's even more like a, kind of a, the psychological aspect of it rather than the actual action. It's like we're one, like we're oh, uh, yeah. plugged into each other. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's more what turns me on than actually feeling like a dick inside me. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not bad. It's just guys that sometimes are too focused on that. They're like, oh, I have to like pound as hard as I can and for as long as I can. Like, right. No. Take a step back <laughs> and actually listen. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Um, and also that makes so many women insecure because they're like, oh, I can't come when, you know, that way. Why? I'm, I'm not normal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, 100%. So, I, I 100% agree. This uh, narrative that all women squirt and if a woman's attracted to you, she'll get wet. And if she's not wet, she's not attracted and her nipples will get hard. And you know, all these things are, are so false. You can get wet and not be turned on. You can be turned on and not get wet. Your nipples might not get hard. You know, you might not come even though you're enjoying the sex. You, you know, there's so many options and like in different, different things that women's sexuality is. And I think we're really falling short on, um, on men understanding that, I 100% agree. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> have you read? Um, have you read um, "Come as You Are" from yeah. Emily Nagelsky? Yeah. yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, it's one of the ones I recommend on my Instagram as well. I love it. Yeah, if it, any uh, man is listening, go and buy that book. No. Yes, yes, I agree. I second that. Um, okay, last question: If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Yeah, I think for myself, I'm a, I'm a bit of um, a narco-capitalist, so I, I would probably, I mean, I would need to prepare for this. I don't have, like, the exact way I would say right now, but I think um, 
I think I would try to let people know how that how they're being lied to about what success is about and like how how they're being controlled basically that's something I'm really into at the moment being into like crypto and Bitcoin and all that mm. um, just how much like they being controlled by banks like the, and loans and all that stuff and like there's better ways to live and we're about to enter this like era is that the right word like where the the economy is going to really turn around and change and yeah people need to wake up to that and yeah probably something political like that. <laughs> what a sex worker but, with a brain <laughs> that's yeah, not allowed <laughs> where, i don't know which which words i would use exactly but yeah i just feel like people are so like you know i don't know maybe i hope that's not what you do but i just feel like people live so much above their means at the moment in the world like everyone's about having like the best looking car and you know like best looking house and they think that's what makes happiness that's what like you know Mm-hmm. You can be so happy just living with simple things. Um, and I think we're just associating happiness and success too much with uh, material. And don't get me wrong, I love money. Mm-hmm. But I don't love money to buy things. I love money because of the freedom it gives me. Mm-hmm. You know, money, you can travel, you can go see the world, you can do you can do whatever you want, you can go wherever you want. You, mm-hmm. You're free. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would be something along the lines. Yeah. That's my cue that we need to stop talking. I'm just joking. <laughs> but that is all the questions I had anyway, so that alarm was perfect. Um, where can people find you? Where can people find me? Uh, I'm on Instagram uh, under The Wave Dancer and also Mistress Alana with three S's. Um, like M I S T R E three S Alana, Twitter M S T Alana, um, my free camps. I'm the way dancer as well. But anyway, if you follow me on any of my social media platforms, all the other links are there. Perfect. Awesome. And as always, you can find me at on Instagram at five zero plus a tip or email me at. 50plusatip at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alana, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me and have a wonderful week and happy hoeing. Bye. <laughs> Bye.